Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double-shot K-Cup with my guest, Sasha Mornell. I want to move forward from the bartending in London to how you ended up in Tokyo working for Briar's Ice Cream in marketing. And that's kind of, you and I overlapped in Tokyo. We didn't we did. meet, we did. we didn't, you know, it wasn't in real life. And we were also living very different lives. I was working for CNN. I had a nice, albeit very small house in Tokyo, which is unheard of. And it was, very different from the life that you were living, Sasha. It's a very cushy life. I, I, I always, when I was living in Tokyo, I always looked at the folks from CNN or Goldman Sachs or, or companies and said, boy, that was a much easier way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. So I'll take you back for a sec. So from London, I worked as a bartender, then messed around in Greece for the summer after that or the fall. And then was actually a personal trainer in Paris at a gym. So I really had wonderlust and a sense for adventure. And I used the skills that you referred to, the soft skills for me was being an athlete. Uh, obviously, a bartender in London in a pub, they would basically take anyone. But I used those skills and those translated into my earlier entrepreneur background, which I didn't realize was going to be a calling. From there... After about a year, year and a half in Paris and starting this personal training business and a very successful business, it was time for me to move on and do something different. I came back to the United States with the quote idea of getting a real job. Again, referring back to the time as 1991 or so, 1992, there weren't a lot. And uh, even though I had interviewed for several positions at a variety of different companies, nothing was appealing and nothing was really working out. I had always had an interest in Japan and some connections. It's actually Dryer's Ice Cream on, on the West Coast. And so armed with just... At this time, I did have a return trip ticket. <laughs> so armed with a ticket to Tokyo. No experience with speaking the language, but armed with a letter from Dryer's of introduction. They had a joint venture over in Tokyo with a Japanese trading company. I got on a plane and just headed over there to continue to make my way in the world. I figured if I could do it in London and Paris, why not in Tokyo? 
So what was your life like in Tokyo? It was, uh, there's, there's some expressions that, uh, well, back in the early 90s, it, like being a, an alien on a foreign planet, uh, in this case, Earth. But as you remember, it's a crazy place over there. So really, the first part of my journey in Tokyo and Japan was securing a job. I didn't want to teach English, which was the path that many took. I was able to leverage an interview with this joint venture, Dryer's Ice Cream and Nisho EY. And they had a need for somebody like me that spoke English and could be a go-between, if you will, from a marketing perspective and sales perspective with the office back in California. I was able to leverage that into a job. But then I also was learning the language at night. So I I would be working during the day in a very foreign environment. No one in this trading company really spoke English. Trying to learn the business, trying to make my way. And then at night, from 5 to 8 at night, I'd go to class to learn Japanese. And so it really was a, a rigorous first few years. I love this because I just want to point out if this hasn't already like had a little light bulb go off in the heads of any of our listeners, but you know, things do come around, right? I studied Chinese as an undergrad. I actually studied it in college and didn't go to work like teaching Chinese, but I ended up using my Chinese as a foreign correspondent in China. And then after my first, in my first job after I graduated, and there's Sasha who goes to Japan for an adventure, hustles himself a job, studies Japanese. And who is the investor and the company that buys the majority share in his company, but a Japanese company. I'm guessing that you've been able to use some of your Japanese language abilities. I have. And it is serendipity, as they say, and things come around. And it's been made known to me by this company that my experience in Japan and appreciation of Japanese culture, which I, I do tremendously, as I'm sure you do, and many aspects of the culture, which we try and embrace just as, as good values, were things that were attractive to them in a partner. A partnership investment, etc., is difficult across country countries and cultures. And so that made them much more comfortable, my experience in speaking Japanese, but understanding the experiences and where they were coming from, I think were very helpful in doing this deal. So to hit this point home and underscore it, you don't have to know exactly where various experiences that you're having are going to lead you. But if you are truly listening to your own intuition and following your interests, trust the process. Just trust it. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at 
time, the number four, coffee.org, or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. 